Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Range Extender podcast. And uh, this is going to be a quick reactionary pod to the Orlando Magic's uh, trade deadline. Um, most likely, we'll get into an overview of the trade deadline with Nico sometime in the near future. But as a Magic fan, as somebody who's talked about the Magic extensively on the show, um, I feel like I have the obligation. Um, to give my thoughts, my opinions on the way Jeff Weltman and his team approach the trade deadline. So, uh, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, obviously, the main departure in Orlando this deadline was Nikola Vucevic, um, one of the franchise's best players ever, historically, uh, holds many of the team's records. Two-time All-Star now, in my opinion, should have been an All-Star a few more times than that. Um, just a, such a loyal guy. Took a declining contract for this team. Took uh, an, uh, took a pay cut for this team. You know, this was a guy who stayed with us since the 2012 season. He played, uh, he came over from the Sixers after his rookie season as a result of the Dwight Howard trade. Uh, which was something I talked about in a previous podcast. But, I mean, yeah, Nikola Vucevic, just just a loyal, great player, and truly, he will truly be missed in Orlando. But now he's with the Bulls. Um, so the Magic received in exchange for Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu. Vucevic was on a four-year 25, uh, four-year 100 mil. I think, it was, I think it was four years 100 mil. Salary and then Alfred Minu obviously signed for that two year, I think it was either 20 or 30. And so, in exchange, we had to get uh, an expiring contract, Otto Porter Jr., who uh, garnered some interest, but um, Magic decided not to deal. Two future first round picks, uh, 2021 Chicago Bulls top four protected, and uh, I don't know what the protection is on the 2023 one, but. Yeah, it's a 2023 Bulls protected in 2021. And then, obviously, we had to get a center back, given that we gave up our starter. And so we got Wendell Carter Jr. in return. Um, you know, I don't know what the market was for Vucevic at the deadline. I really think it should have been higher given that he was an all-star this year and one of the better centers in the league. But at the end of the day, the one downfall of trade deadline is that we just don't know what deals were sitting on the table, unfortunately. But, you know, Wendell Carter Jr., gee, like, I'm just having a really hard time reacting to this because it's it's so hard to be excited, but... You know, he, he's almost 22 in his third season, averaging about 11, 11 points, uh, eight rebounds, two assists. You know, nowhere near Vucevic's overall production, but, um, I mean, Wendell Carter Jr., he's a guy, I guess, you know. <laughs> 
Like, honestly, this just kind of hurts as a Magic fan. I'm really just trying to process this. It is something I asked for for years and years now. Trade Vucevic, trade Gordon, trade Fournier, trade Ross, trade all these guys. The timelines don't match up. We're not winning. We need to rebuild. But, you know, once it finally happens, it's really hard to come to terms with it, especially with guys like Gordon Vucevic, who's been on this team forever. They're part of the core I initially fell in love with as a kid growing up in Orlando. You know, to some extent, I grew up with these guys. And it really just hurts to see them leave. But, you know, I'm optimistic about Wendell Carter Jr. I'm here welcoming him with open arms. You know, I'm hope like he's shooting 36% on threes. I'm hoping he ups his volume. I'm hoping he becomes more aggressive on rim runs, on rebounds. And I hope I hope he, be- he can become a more prolific passer. To that extent, uh, to some extent, um, but overall, when I first saw Sh- uh, Woj or Shams tweet Vucevic heading to Chicago, I thought it was heading uh, in exchange for Markkinen, but I guess we're just not gonna get him. So you know, if that wasn't possible, we'll take a Wendell Carter Jr. You know, it's not the end of the world. But, like, come on, surely there's a bigger market for Vucevic. Uh, I said at the beginning of the season, with that self-exception, ex- uh, trade exception, why not trade him there and let it, let us get Rob Williams and some other guys back? But, you know, like, like Wendell Carter Jr. is in his third year. He definitely has room to grow. And so what I would say is, you know, there is a chance he becomes something. And so I don't want to give up on him what right away. So, yeah, that's just how I feel about it. Otto Porter Jr., just kind of a throw-in guy to me. He's a good defending wing, but I don't even know if that matters. Orlando is just a, kind of a train wreck right now. Everybody's injured, and now it's a ghost town. Terrence Ross will be our best player, which is, which is definitely troubling. But we're lucky enough to have our own draft pick this year. We're lucky enough to have incoming cap space. And we're lucky enough to uh, be potentially taking soon. Because um, Auto Porter isn't expiring, we'll have a lot of cap space this offseason. And so with that, I'm hoping we sign one of those 2017 draft class guys that are heading into restricted free agency. Like Alonzo. Like um, like Larry Markkinen. Like your Zach Collins is, even though I really don't think we should be getting him, or like your John Collins is of the world. Those are the type of guys I, I'm hoping that we, we pursue, not not another veteran like Farouk Aminu. Like, I really think we, we have a chance to do what the Nets used to do and just wreak havoc in free agency, giving big deals to restricted free agents that might not deserve it and hope they become something. Because even if we don't end up with John Collins, just showing that deal, showing that we're willing to make moves in free agency could go a long way, especially with, with for a rebuilding team. So back to the trade, um, you know, for the most part, I'm taking a Magic-centric perspective in this podcast, but, I mean, the Bulls got a great deal here. The Bulls got a fantastic deal with Nikola Vucevic. Um, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they mentioned that the uh, Levine-Vucevic connection could be like a like a Walmart version of your Kobe Powell because I mean the, 
Vucevic, in my opinion, is one of the best complementary players in the league. Uh, the only thing in Orlando was a situation where he was, unfortunately, a number one offer. I think he'll really get a chance to shine in uh, Chicago. With Levine, there will be so many opportunities for picking pops, picking fades, picking rolls, um, just basically anything. Because Levine's such a great ball handler, decent passer, and obviously a hyper athlete. While Vucevic can stretch the floor, make plays for himself, uh, he has a great post-up game. I, I think Chicago is definitely going to propel into mid uh, mid playoffs for the East now. And I think if they fill in the gaps within those guys, they they honestly could be potentially contending. Um, but the only problem is Vucevic is not getting any younger. And so that timeline might not work. But it, it's, it's definitely good to see the Bulls back. But um, in terms of two future first-round picks we got from the Bulls, if my assumptions are correct and the Bulls are competing for the playoffs, they're not going to be spectacular, but... Luckily, uh, it's not like my thing with the Magic's deadline is that it's not the moves themselves that I think was was right for the team. I think it was the idea. So giving up Vucevic, giving up Gordon, giving up Fournier, all those guys, it's going to make us have a clear direction, and that is to rebuild. We're obviously tanking now. We obviously have Marco Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba, and now Wendell Carter Jr., we have these guys that are young that still need to prove themselves. And, uh, and now we're going to be getting guys around that. So we could look for a guy like Kate Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. Any of those top-tier draft picks um, we should be looking at now. Because we're definitely going to be in the mix for the number one pick in the lottery. And depending on how the Bulls goes, maybe we have two chances. Um, so moving on from Vucevic... Let's get into um, the Evan Fournier trade. So the Magic traded Evan Fournier, obviously, to Boston in exchange for two future second-round picks. So basically nothing. And now my thoughts on the Fournier trade, obviously the Celtics got a player they desperately needed, you know, without Jalen Brown or Tatum, they really just, like, they really just don't have any, anything in terms of shot creation. So for the Celtics, Fournier is the perfect guy. He can come off the bench. I mean, he, he's just, he's, he's pretty much a designated bucket getter, and that's what he's meant to do. But, I mean, for Orlando, he, he wasn't expiring, or I don't, actually, no, I don't think he wasn't expiring. I believe he had a player option for about $17.5 million. He, he's obviously going to take that. So, you know, just freeing up that contract space to get a guy like Collins, Kelly Olenek, or not Kelly Olenek, Laurie Markkinen, we're getting Lonzo Ball in free agency, or even Gary Trent Jr., who was just recently traded to Toronto. It's those type of deals that I that is the only saving grace for me. But then again, it just goes back to the fact that, like, what was the market for these guys? There's no way Evan Fournier only garnered two second-round picks. There's just no way because we saw Kyle Lowry not even being able to get moved because teams weren't willing to give up 
Tyler Hero or Taylor Horton Tucker. And with the Lakers case, Taylor Horton Tucker, what that means is they definitely gave valid returns, but Taylor Horton would be too much. And so, I mean, as we saw today, there were definitely trades that came at a premium. Um, um, like you had Bielitsa going for Harkless. Like that's it. Like that's pretty much an even trade. You had Norman Powell getting traded for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. So you know people like people aren't getting swindled like the Magic are. And I'm I'm wondering if it's because they're looking at the team and and then that they're losing that players are requested to leave. I'm wondering if they're looking at that, realizing they're going to trade these guys no matter what. We can short them. and Or if it's Rob uh, or Jeff Weltman's failure to be a good negotiator or general manager. And I think it's a mix of both. I talked about this on my previous pod where I, I look at the Magic and... Jeff Weltman has basically just been trying to get that next Giannis, that next Giannis in the draft with Bamba, with Okiki. Uh, took a little swerve on Cole Anthony, but yeah, for the main part, he's just trying to recreate the success he had in Milwaukee that gained him the reputation of being a, a decent GM, which is how he got his job in Orlando. But two future second-round picks for Fournier. I mean, that's basically nothing. Second round picks, unless you're Sam Hankey and you want to short them, get get those cheap deals and trade them halfway through the season for nothing so it doesn't go on your salary books. Unless you're doing stuff like that, second round picks have a 0.01% chance of being something valuable. Taylor Horton Tucker is a recent example in my mind. Um, guys like Jokic... Tony, or not Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, um, just people like that are very hard to find, especially when you're a pretty poor drafting team like the Magic are. You know, Isaac's been okay, but he's not been the best. Cole Anthony's been okay, but he's not been the best. Bamba has been literally nothing. Steve Clifford refuses to play him. So unless you're a good drafter, Second-round picks aren't even that valuable, so we basically gave away Evan Fournier for the free cash base that we're going to have in the future, and Orlando's not even a good trade destination, so who's to say we can even agree to a deal with John Collins or Larry Markkinen or Lonzo Ball? It's very unrealistic that that's going to happen, but at the same time, I understand these guys had to go. We're 14th in the East. There's no incentive to win at this point. There's incentive to lose, so we can have a good chance at a guy like Cunningham, Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, Evan Mobley, James Boaknight, all that. Obviously. Obviously. But as a guy who's grown up watching the Magic, a guy that's grown up rooting for Fournier, Vucevic, Gordon, Ross, Oladipo, Tobias Harris, DJ Augustine, Jameer Nelson, Dwight Howard, and just constantly seeing this team lose and lose and lose, and when they're done losing, stay in no man's land, eighth seed of the playoffs, no clear direction, the team's old, and then wanting to see another rebuild, it's just, like, it really is just painful. I mean, even not even from a, a fan standpoint, from, from a front office standpoint, like, 
you got to be other front offices just licking your lips at Orlando, realizing that these guys just do not know what they're doing ever. They're just realizing that if they do nail a draft pick, seven years down the road, you're going to be able to trade for this guy for cheap because nobody wants to play for Orlando. And it's just so unfortunate the fact that we went from Shaq and Penny, Dwight Howard in the finals to the team we are now. Where ever since Dwight, we traded Dwight Howard in 2012, the best we've done is the seventh seed. We've been in the playoffs two seasons, or two years in the past nine seasons. And there's just no future for this team. It's not like Jonathan Isaac's been showing all-star potential. It's not like um, Marco Fultz didn't just go down with an ACL injury. Like, like this team is just complete like garbage and you know you could say oh like there are teams just like that like the Timberwolves but the thing is the Timberwolves draft well they drafted Carl Anthony Towns Anthony Edwards is looking good they were able to trade their pick in Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell they have the stars they just can't build the pieces around those stars Orlando doesn't get people like that we don't we don't draft Carl Anthony Towns's we don't draft Andrew Wiggins we don't get a D'Angelo Russell. Sure, we had Vucevic, but he's he's kind of he's kind of a rare exception for this team. And when we do have those guys like Oladipo or Tobias Harris, we trade them too early. Like we even traded Demontis Bonus. So, like I know I'm I'm trying to stay objective here, but I mean, like you just look at this team, you think irrelevant, you think losing, you think nobody wants to play there. And it's really hard to change a culture like that when you have a general manager who can't ever fully commit to something, except for now. I mean, this might be the worst team I have ever observed in my life. Uh, We're we're likely going to be putting out a legit starting lineup in the near future of Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, Otto Porter, Chumo Kiki, and Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, that team parallels the... Uh, I think it was the 12 or the 09, either the 09 or the 12, the lockout year Bobcats paralleling the Bobcat lockout year Bobcats paralleling the 02 Bulls paralleling um, the process Sixers. But we like, I don't think we're even doing a full on process. I I don't think Wellman's mentioning anything like that. And so as a magic fan, that's really scary. Because we're a terrible team, but you just there we I still don't even see a direction here. I get that we've completely blown it up, but I feel like at any minute we could just trade for a veteran, and it would just make it would just make no sense. And and that just that just was really unfortunate about this team. There's just so many moves that just don't make sense. And then speaking of, we have the Aaron Gordon trade to Denver now. Similarly to Vucevic to Chicago and Fournier to Boston, I love this deal for the other team. I hate it for the Magic. So we get a 2025 Nuggets future first. I don't see the Nuggets being bad anytime soon. That's probably going to be a late first round pick. A rookie, RJ Hampton, very highly touted, highly recruited high school player. Um, I think he was the... 14th pick in the draft this year. 
Uh, let me check really quick. Um, yeah, he was, oh, no, no, not the 14th. My bad. He was the 24th pick in the draft. So he was a late first rounder. And Gary Harris. Gary Harris is terrible. There's no sugarcoating it. He, he's been on a, his career has been on a downwards trajectory since about the 16, 17 season. And he, he just looks like a different player since then. Hampton was an exciting high school guy, just like kind of Cole Anthony, but I mean, really, what's the what's the ceiling in terms of production, and what what's the floor to that to that matter? He played his first his first NBA game the other day. It was immediately traded. So we're giving up Gordon seven years with the team. Um, obviously, for the Nuggets, he'll fit right in. He'll provide some wing defense, playmaking, athleticism, shooting. He'll be one of the perfect complimentary guys. But, you know, that was that was always the thing with Orlando. They had so many complimentary guys, but they never had that ball-dominant score that it just seems like they needed for so long. Like, like they had it in Fournier, but he, like, not to the extent. And I, I, guess, I guess that's why players like Booker, Beal, Harden always go for such a high, high price. Because that shot creating shooting guard is so important to a team. Like we've seen with Jordan, like we've seen with Kobe. Uh, but, you know, I just it, I just feel like we could have gotten more for Gordon. Even though he's been on a downward swing this year and in his career in general with Orlando. Surely we could have done better. But I think at this point the Magic really cared about loyalty with these guys and decided to trade them to good situations over a potential good return is the, is the only thing I could think of. But going forward for this franchise, losing, 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 losing. Pro- we probably won't make the playoffs again for at least half a decade, in my opinion, unless things get crazy real quick. But just looking at the pieces we have, I I really don't see winning as a possibility in the near, mid, or even late future. I mean, we saw how long it took Orlando to get back in the playoffs after the Dwight Howard trade. You know, this isn't too dissimilar. And so with that, you know, this is something I asked for in my Magic podcast, saying, you know, it's it's time to blow it up. It's time, you know, the timelines don't fit anymore. We need to get rid of these players that are getting old, that deserve to be in different situations. But, you know, I I don't really think these moves move the needle at all for us. I think, if anything, we just we just got significantly worse, and our, our future looking is looking the exact same. So... With that, I'm going to sign off on this this rather depressing trade deadline podcast. And, um, yeah, that was just a f- quick focus on the Atlanta Magic. We'll get into the full deadline soon, but I would be remiss if I didn't follow up on my Magical Disaster podcast to talk about the current state of the team. And... Um, if you guys are interested, I can always talk about this team. I always have something to say. Because, you know, they never cease to surprise me, to be honest, with the moves we make and, and the blunders we have. So with that, I'd like to thank you so much 
for keeping up with the Range Extender podcast. And um, just have a great week. Have a great day. You know, just really try to find the positives in life and stay in the present. So, you know, trade deadline didn't go well as a Magic fan, but I was happy to see it happen. See a lot of moves happen. You know, one of the great NBA holidays. And with that, I will be signing off. Thank you so much. Thank you.